The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, the beast from the not-so-far east, Tammy the Gurr Underwood. Hi, Tam. Hi. You were expecting something else, weren't you? I kind of was a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I got to keep you off balance, man. But, you know, that's why I have my little innocent hi. No, I thought that was a hi-hi. No, not yet. All right, it helps if you speak into your mic, but... I, I Sorry, I turned my head for a sec. So this one here actually comes from, I posted a question on the Facebook uh, Citizens of Brutal Nation, right? Okay. Say, hey, man, what what serial killer would you like to talk to? You know, and what questions would you ask or right, something like that. And the this listener is Tammy Galt, and uh, she's out of Bama. Uh, and actually, Bama. I, yep. And I've actually, she's been on my Facebook friends list, my personal list for a long time, because her and I used to play uh, some of the... Facebook games together, like uh, the criminal case and something else. I can't remember what I it was. I used to play that. I love that game. It was awesome. I, it's still going on. I just haven't played it in, you know, like ever. Did you play Farmville? No. Boring. I used to keep meticulous records of Farmville <laughs> until it overwhelmed me. I'm like, I got to stop. Jesus Christ. Like who I sent gifts to, what I sent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was horrible. So big shout out to you, Tammy. We, I, I, I appreciate it. It was a, it was a good read doing the research on this one here really good read so are we ready i okay okay the, the title of this one here is kind of weird so y'all bear with me okay because it's going to explain why it's titled this this one here is called the Butterbox babies so we live in a world of greed lies and sometimes murder right oh of course we do yeah especially in this day and age as it's safe especially you and i so I've talked before about the three most victimized people in the world. Yes. Those people are the elderly, hookers, and kids. Yes. And greed can come in many forms, by the way, boys and girls. And today we're going to talk about the most common form of greed, which involves money. Yes. The narrow, the El Cacho. The greenback. They say money can't buy happiness, but you can sure the fuck rent it. That's right. And they can buy tacos, which is, that's kind of the same thing. You know, yeah, I kind of agree. So... Baby farming was popular during the Victorian era. Oh, yeah, because we covered what's-her-name. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was a time where a person's reputation was mo- often more important than even food or water. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like, if, if you had a bad reputation, then you're going to get ridiculed, and your life's pretty well going to be hell. Because, yeah. you know, you're, you know, uh, we'll get into that. Any whoosies. Um, still, everyone likes to get laid, right? Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I do. I know that. We were well, talking about that a few uh, episodes yeah, ago. Well, we talked about it with Amelia Dyer, remember? Because even during when it was like, you know, because that was the age of innocence and blah, 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 where women are thought to be virgins until they got married. But even some of the most predominant members of society still partook in premarital sex and some paid for it by getting pregnant. And so they turned to baby farmers because they had to hide that pregnancy. Right, right. Well, we're going to get into yeah. the whole baby farming thing here in a minute. But that's a good recap because we yeah. did that with Amelia Dyer and things like that. Yeah. This is along those same lines, except that it's just anyway, we'll get into her. <laughs> uh, there we go. So anyway. 
this was a time where contraception was really hard to come by. No, yeah. no pun intended, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure it was, but okay. And abortion, for the most part, was illegal. Yeah, you could go to a back alley doctor to give you an uh, abortion. But, but why? Well, that came with a huge cost, though. Yeah. Not just the money that was involved, but the risk of dying, getting infections. Oh, yeah. You know, that, and the, these infections could spiral, spiral down or into something even worse, right? Yeah. Um, and even worse than that, get caught and go to prison. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, because you could go to jail for getting an abortion or performing an abortion. Right. Yes. With this problem came people who saw an opportunity to make some money on it. Don't cringe, y'all. It's called business. All yeah. right? Um, if there's a need that you can fill then and or solve a problem, right? Yeah. Then you have a business. Exactly. No business is created when there isn't a need to fill something, whether it's a service or if it's a product or, or or something. Yes. There has to be a need. So don't sit there and go, oh, my God, how evil are it now? That, that's just fucking business. Yeah. Okay. The problem then was that unwanted or unwed mothers would get knocked up, right? Mm-hmm. And this was huge because... If anyone found out that they were not married and got pregnant, then your life oh. is pretty much yeah. going to suck. From that day forward. Yeah. You are screwed, glued, and tattooed. Yeah. Nobody will want to marry you. Nobody wants to associate with you. Yeah. Right. You're a pariah. And, and, and not just for the woman, by the way, but for the kid as well. Oh, being, yeah. Being totally. raised a bastard, right? Totally. Yeah. That's not a good thing. Wait. Scott, what about the guys, right, who knocked up these women? No. no one gave a shit about yeah, the guys. We talked because... about that in the Amelia Dyer episode. The guys yeah. were never held accountable. Right. It and was the woman's fault for, you know, letting it happen. I think that's why there's so many crazy women now. It's just it was a spiral of them getting you know what? the it's, shit it into is. the it's, it, it is through the year generation psychosis that we deal with, yes. Right, right. But I'm not saying it's fair, but it's just the way that it was at the time. There's nothing I can do or you can do or anybody yeah, else can do to change that shit. It. it does suck, though, you know, where it's well, like, if you're a woman, you get pregnant. They're right. like, ooh, you're a pariah. But, but you know, that stigma still holds today because a man who is very sexually active is considered a stud. A woman who's very sexually active is considered a slut. No, she's considered my wife. Okay. Because <laughs> I end up marrying him. I know, but you know what I mean? But so there's still that stigma to this day, <coughs> even though it's not frowned upon unwed pregnancies so much anymore, because it's like, I mean, if you're not pregnant in high school, what are you doing in high school? No, uh, no, totes. But at the same time, you still have that stigma. So, you know. Yeah, totes. So this new, this new business was known as baby farming. And here's how it worked, okay? Right. On but, the surface, it was a good thing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're an unwed woman, right? Or a couple that can't afford to take care of your baby. These baby farmers would take your kid in for a fee mm-hmm. and try to get them adopted by another family who could afford it. Yep. Sounds great, right? Yep. That's helpful, right? Not a bad racket, right? You get to double dip as the, as the business like owner. Like a nacho chip. Yeah, because you're going to get money from the people adopting the kid. And you're going to get a, a fee from the family that's given the kid up. Yes. Okay? Yes. Well, like everything else, there's a catch. Yep. No one thought about the fact that food, shelter, generally taking care of a kid, that costs money. Yeah, there's overhead. Yeah, there's some extreme overhead, man. Mm-hmm. With that said, a lot of these kids died while in the care, and I put care in quotes, yeah. of 
baby farmers, uh, either by malnutrition, disease, or at sometimes the baby farmer flat out would kill them. Oh, yeah. We featured a woman who did just that uh, on an earlier episode about it. What was about, we did Dyer about a year, two years ago? Yeah, maybe like towards the beginning, yeah. Yeah, so it had to be like two years ago, right? Yeah. All right, let's talk about these two dickheads. Lila was a school teacher and William was a self-proclaimed medical missionary when they met. And they met up in Canada. Oh, a. Canada A? Uh-huh. Uh, and after the son was born, they moved down to Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Okay. Lila changed her career to become a midwife. Okay. William went to school, and their last name is Young, by the way. I just didn't put it up there. They're the Youngs. Young. Yep. William went to school, and he became a chiropractor, and Lila graduated from the National School of, of Obstetrics and Wifery, which I think more women should take wifery fucking classes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Stand by your man. <laughs> wifery has to do with midwifery darkness. <laughs> has nothing to do with being a wife. God damn it. That's why we need shot callers for women. Damn it. <laughs> now, now poor Tammy Galt is sitting there going, he's an asshole. Shot callers around women. They should have never given him this one. He's a dick. I know. I'm just kidding, y'all. I don't believe in shot callers for all women. Just some. <laughs> all women. <laughs> I like how you clarified that, but some you the, bitches need it. <laughs> the ex-girlfriend who tried to stab me. My ex-wife. They need fucking shot callers. I kind of give you that. Which ex-wife? You have 20 of them. The last one. Oh. The last one. You can't put a shot caller on the midget. That'll just no. kill them. That, 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 that's, just, like... that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And plus, I think it's illegal to kill a Keebler elf. Because <laughs> they make the cookies. Because <laughs> they make the cookies. So, anyhow. Oh, my God. We're going to get sued. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. I can see it now. There'd be a big protest of little people outside of my door. I'd be like, let them come. This is going to be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> let me get my camera. Get my camera. This is going to be great. <laughs> so after they graduated, right? Yeah. They moved back to Nova Scotia, Canada. Okay. And they opened up a place that uh, eventually would become the Life Health Sanitarium. Okay. Um, they were, like I said, they were originally from Nova Scotia, and they were devout Seventh-day Adventists. Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That that was the name, I think, of the thing when they first opened. Yeah, it, when it first opened. I'm sorry. They didn't change it. It was originally called the Life Health Sanitarium. They changed it later. Right. <clears throat> I just thought I left myself a typo. But my bad. They claimed to hear the calling of the Lord to do his work, and that is why they opened up their sanitarium. Well, that's why Linda Hazard opened hers, too, that later become known as, like, <laughs> Colloquially known as Starvation Heights, remember? Yep. <laughs> they all start out with good intentions. Hazard was, I think, our first episode. Hazard was our very first episode. Yeah. So maybe it was the truth at first, right? That yeah. they, they, they. I like to say good intentions. Yeah, good intentions, right? But soon it became about an insatiable, an insatiable greed and lust for money. Okay. So back in 1929, when they opened up shop, women were confined to their homes for the last trimester of their pregnancies. And that doesn't matter, mid, you know, unwed, wed, whatever. Right, but that, there was a reason for that. Right, because... you got to remember what the era is. Yeah, keep in mind the yeah. era and everything like that. There's, because and it, a lot of complications arise in the last trimester. Correct. So... Well, at the sanitarium, they could wait out their last days of being pregnant with the help of midwives who would usher their these ladies' unborn babies into the world. Okay. 
Unwed mothers could also come there so that no one would have to know that they were ever pregnant. Yeah. The downside of the business was that it was not making them any money. Oh, okay. So they, they're, they're trying their harshest. They're not making any money. That's when Lila learned about baby farming. Okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, when they began to offer that service, the money just started rolling in. Oh, I'm sure it did. Oh, yeah. People are like, hell, this is freaking awesome, right? Yeah. Because Especially in the, the Roaring Twenties, sex was predominant. And they I get mean, the double dip. Yeah, like Duh. a nacho chip. I'm yeah. telling you. So there comes a point, though, when you can't afford, or you can't get rid of the kids, no matter what you t- do to try, right? You can't, you're not getting them adopted out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the supply, the demand is not there for the supply. Well, apparently, it was much easier to kill them. Then they try to feed and clothe them and house them. Oh, true, true. It wasn't just killing, though. Oftentimes, these kids were starved to death until they'd succumb to the death, uh, to death, or even worse, like infection and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, at times, though, it was a hush hush. Op- at the time, it was like a really hush hush operation. Like nobody's yeah. talking about it, right? Um, it's one of those things like don't ask, don't tell. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of one of those things, right? And. When they first started offering the services, it, it they weren't licensed to take or place children at okay. all. Well, with all the money that they were making from their illegal side hustle, they were able to expand their business, build on to where they uh, the the place that they'd already bought, right? And they renamed it the Ideal Maternity Home. Okay. And their services would include uh, for un- unwed mothers and placement of unnamed and unwanted children. All nice and legal at this point, right? Yeah. All nice and legal. Yeah, sounds like it. They ran ads in newspapers uh, with the promise of a safe place to go and and a shield away from gossip for unwed mothers. Okay. Brilliant, because this is the, it, this is a great need to be filled. Oh yeah. Unwed moms, they're flocking to this new facility to get help. Oh, uh, I believe it. That they desperately needed, because I, I imagine that back in that time there. Being an unwed mom, you're knocked up and what have not. Now the guy's like, I'm out of here. Um, they they got to be in a panic because there's not a lot of money to go around for it. Because women didn't make quite as much as they do now. Right. And without a man to support you, nobody's going to hire you. Oh, you're a single mom? Piss off type of thing, right? Well, and that that's true. You couldn't get work if you were a single unwed mother. Right. Well, on the surface, William and Lila got praise from everybody, both local folks. Folk, forks? Both, lo- both local folks. What and- about the knives and a spoon? I hate you. You know it's coming. And even politicians for their good work that they were doing. Yeah. Underneath it all was something more dark and sinister. Oh, I believe it. They charged outrageous prizes for the time, by the way. This is in the 20s, right? Ready? 100 to $200 for a room and board for, for the mother, right? Yeah. $12 for diapers and supplies. $300 to keep the baby between birth and adoption. And if your baby died, well, there's a charge for that. That's 20 bucks for a funeral. Oh, my God. Then they would charge an ungodly price for the adoption. It was said that some people paid as much as $10,000 in the 20s. Oh, Ten thousand dollars is a lot now. I, you know what though, I can believe it. People are desperate to have children, just to adopt a kid from them. Ten yeah. grand, right? They had the American market market over a barrel though, 
you see, at the time, American adoptions uh, were not allowed to cra- cross religious boundaries. And what that means is, let's say that you're a Catholic, you can't, you, you can't adopt a child that's, let's say, raised or born into a Lutheran family. Oh, really? Yeah, you couldn't do it. They're like, no. With that said, they were also there's also a shortage of babies to be adopted because of the you know the, that yeah. will be one of the problems, right? So lots of Americans go went up to Canada to adopt a baby. Those rules didn't apply to adopt a baby out of a different country. Oh, okay. This is a short episode, so bear with me because there's not I didn't go too in depth in it because it's just it's it's kids and I can't handle this shit. Right. So the Youngs made this into a well-oiled machine. Uh, If a baby didn't have placement potential, though, in the first few weeks, then they would be starved to death and the bodies were discarded in one of a few ways. Number one, way number one, is their tiny bodies would be buried in white pine boxes that dairy products would come in. Hence the name, Butterbox Babies. Gotcha. Told you I'd, I'd tell you what it is. They could also be burned in the furnace of the heat that heated the facility, or uh, they might just simply be thrown into the ocean. Oh my God! Well, that's how Amelia Dyler got rid of her victim. She threw him in the Thames. Yeah, in the River Thames. Yeah. Around the mid '30s, people started to take more of an interest in this home for unwedded wed mothers to the point that the welfare department got involved and began to collect information, hoping to shut them down. Oh, okay. Sadly. They weren't able to collect enough information to shut them, to shut the baby farmers down. Oh my gosh! Just wasn't enough information to really go after. <gasps> okay. In the end, the Youngs walked away free with no charges and no repercussions for what they did. Wow. So there's been several books written about the Butterbox Babies and test uh, testimonials from the midwives that actually worked there. Some of which that helped kill the babies. That they were charged with to protect. Yeah. It was a sicker place back then. Although I'm sure that there are similar things going on in the world today. Yeah. Back then, way sicker. Yeah. Because it was more prevalent. And less, you know, less prying eyes. It's sad when people violate and destroy those who are not able to protect themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It just makes it breaks my heart. And I wish I had a happier ending for you all. Well, and I wish I could say that the Youngs were brought to justice. Well, that would have been nice because Amelia Dyer hung for her crime, thank goodness. Yep. But we also covered, and I'm trying to find her name, Mayuki Ishikawa out of Japan. She was the demon midwife, and she basically did the same thing too, remember? No. She had that whole operation where the local law enforcement, everything was involved in the cover-ups. And they did like maybe two, three years for their crime because it was less of a crime for them to do what they did than it was for a woman to like abandon her baby. If a woman abandoned her her? baby, yeah. If a woman abandoned her baby somewhere, she faced life in prison in Japan. But the woman who killed their baby was like only served a couple years. So it was just like, yeah, we covered her way back. Um, (coughs) She was episode 146 on. February 7th of 22. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I try to put the kid ones out of my mind because all I can think about are these babies. As a baby, 
you are completely defenseless. Yeah, they they can't fight back at all. They can't even tell somebody that they're in distress outside of crying, s- crying and screaming. Yeah. And here are these assholes going, well, we yeah. can't place little Timmy over here. Boom. He's a dead kid now. Yeah. Signed his own death warrant. Yeah. I mean, there's another one that I'm going to cover that actually is a predominant like baby farmer here in America that it's actually the one where what's her name? Um, oh my God, I can't think of her name. No more wire hangers. Oh, um, some bitch. I know you lost it too, huh? Yep. Where she got her kids from? Yeah. But there was a big old thing scandal that happened with them that I want to cover later. But yeah. Yeah, it's just it's. I, I hate these stories, but I did it because it l- looked interesting. There's been movies made about it. Well, and not just that. It also brings, I mean, because people don't understand the adoption industry, first of all. Because there's a lot of hoops that people have to go through. Correct. You know, so on the surface, baby farming seemed like a solution to that. Correct. correct. You know what I mean? Because you didn't have to go through an agency or whatever. This unmet wood mother was able to give her baby over to these people who were going to take care of it and place it in a home. Did they even have baby uh, uh, adoption agencies back then? They did not have them until after Amelia Dyer. I didn't think that they did. I mean, there were... So the, the really the options were baby farmer or find somebody to take yeah. this baby yourself. It was after Amelia Dyer that laws were instituted to allow for adoption agencies. Yeah. But with the baby farming, adoption agencies were kind of like, because they were the middleman and you had so many hoops to go through. But without, when the baby farming, you didn't have that. You just went to the people who, you know, took in these unwanted babies and you said, I want that one. You filled out paperwork. You gave them the money. You took the baby home. So they're outside like Safeway with a box of babies. Pretty much saying free, free kitties, not kittens. <laughs> and there you have it. No, it's just, I just, but yeah, I get depressed when I think about these poor little babies. No, but man. like I said, on the surface, baby farming was a good idea. Right. The sad part is, is unfortunately, it's a lot of people who were in the business of baby farming, did not have good intentions. Right, well, because they took on way more than they could handle. Exactly. Way more than they could chew. Because, you know, like any business, you sit down and you do a cost analysis. So you go, okay, I know that because of the way business is coming in with with the unwed mothers and what we're charging, I know that I can do 10 babies. Right. At any given time. Right. And they would say, okay, we're going to take on 20 babies. Yeah. Well, that's double what you can handle in the hopes that you're yeah. going to get rid of them all. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you know, your choices are cut your cut your profits down to nothing or kill these babies. And they're like, we're going to kill the babies. Yeah. That's just, you got to be fucking cold, cold hearted to do that. Especially knowing that they had a child of their own. Yeah. That's just that's that's what I don't understand. Up, man. But then Amelia had what two or three children of her own. One of them even helped her. Yes, and they think went on to continue her mom's actions. Probably did. Sick fuckers. Yeah. So yeah, I just like I said when when you look when you look at the surface of baby farming, it was a good idea. It just unfortunately, it turned out not to be. Well, like anything else, people will take advantage of a system, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right, remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Log on to Facebook. Join Citizens of Brutal Nation. We try to always post something for you all to respond to. 
And, uh, Always. Hey, yeah, try, try. to you know, join in the conversation, man. We, we try to have a good time with it. Life's too short not to laugh, fuckers. Uh, what else? Let's see. This show's copyrighted 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. Now remember, if you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, they're lying, thieving bastards. And we will talk to you guys later on. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.